Hello everyone, this is Irisa and you are listening to the D Irisa podcast and today my guest is Mark Ginners and let's welcome him and so Mark introduce yes, yourself yes. where are you from and what do you do let's uh, introduce yourself to our audience okay um so my last name is pronounced chigner the z and the s are silent um that's why i kind of go as mark z online it's a lot easier for a lot of people um your name is arusha i guess is that correct yeah correct. okay um so I am an internet marketer, um, email marketer primarily. I do, I have dabbled in many things online. I've been doing online marketing uh, of all types. I've had Shopify stores and I've done different things. You know, I, I've drove traffic with uh, Facebook ads in the past. I've done a lot of things, but um, the main thing that I do now is email marketing. As I started email marketing well over three or four years ago, and then, of course, like everybody else that's in online marketing, you get distracted by shiny objects and you end up doing other things that you should be doing and never focusing on one thing. So late last year, I was uh, selling a software product. It's still out there. It is a uh, Facebook uh, product and I still sell it, but I don't actively sell it anymore. Um, but it is a very good product. And I was doing that. But at the same time, I also um had a regular like nine to five job i also am a coder um i code in python and javascript and all that so i was a web developer and um, i happened to get another uh, gig so that kind of started taking up more of my time and i didn't have time to really continue trying to sell a software product where you're constantly having to connect with people via facebook messenger and I decided, okay, well, I got to continue my online ventures because that is making me money. I do make money online. And I said, well, you know what? Let me just focus on just one thing. And that's probably the best thing I ever, the best decision I ever made. Um, and I've just been focusing on email marketing. And that's pretty much what I do. Um, I have a private Facebook group that I will send you a link uh, if you want to promote that group or whatever for me, that would be great. Um, it's a private Facebook group, Facebook group where I do free training and also do paid training in that group. I'm a coach in that group. So that's about it. Um, what else do you want to know? I heard that you are the coder and everything digital marketing, how you are handling all those things, job coding and everything else. Um, I am not currently working as a coder anymore. Um, the uh, last company I worked for was a startup. And as you know, if anything about startups, if they don't get funding, um, there's no money to pay their employees. So I'm no longer doing uh, Python coding. I'm just doing email marketing full-time at this point. And when you have started your journey as email marketing, and can you share, uh, share how you started and why you decided to go for only the email marketing specifically? Okay. Um, yeah. So in my private group, um, that's a private Facebook, Facebook group. Um, I go over my story, my background in like the first training video, but I will tell you. Um, so what, what happened was uh, about six years ago now, 2015, I guess I started getting interested in doing drop shipping um, using a Shopify store. 
Um, that seemed to be the rage back then. And I kind of looked at a bunch of YouTube videos, did a lot of Google searches, and then just ended up uh, ended up doing uh, the uh, Shopify thing. And you know, I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that I wanted to do something online to start making money. I was tired of working, you know, a regular nine to five. And so the Shopify thing did good because um, I happened to open up a store right before quarter four, or as it's traditionally known, Q4, which is the big buying season. And so I did really good. And then all of a sudden, you know, it came January of the following year, everything just dropped off and died. Um, I didn't understand why, because I'd never done an e-commerce or a drop shipping store before in my life. And so then I continued to try to do drop shipping for another year. I set up several different Shopify stores, um, spent a lot of money running Facebook ads, Google ads, uh, Google shopping. Um, so I did a lot of that. And then near the end of that year, I found a really good uh, niche um, and I'll tell you what the niche is. You just can't sell it via Facebook ads. So I found a, a niche of, uh, that people like. It's called knives, you know, just like regular, like hunting knives and, and uh, you know, sportsman's type of knives. And those sold really good in, in December of that year. I spent a lot of money on Facebook ads, but I also made a lot of money. And then the next January came around. Facebook said, ah, oh, we won't let you advertise that on here. You're not allowed to advertise that. Somehow, I guess in January, maybe their customer support people didn't realize that and they let the ads just go in. And so that really kind of was the last straw with trying to do any type of thing Shopify-wise. I continued on with the Shopify because I had established how easy it was to set one up. I could literally set up a Shopify store uh, in two hours complete, you know, done. Everything, all your plugins installed, you know, your site done, um, you know, the uh, domain, all that. It was really easy for me to do that just because I have a technical background. But it wasn't really making me any money anymore. So I finally gave up on the Shopify. I think the last Shopify store I did was uh, for some back brace or something like that. And, you know, after that, I been talking to other people online who were all doing email marketing, affiliate marketing. And I said, you know, let me give that a shot. So this was literally three years ago, over three years ago now. And I started doing the email marketing and the very first time I tried to send out or, or promote a product, I, I made two sales. And I'm like, oh, well, this is going to be easy. Not quite so much. And so I kind of said, all right, well, that worked for a little bit. And then, of course, shiny object time came up and I started doing something else. I did Bing ads. I, I tried this. I tried that. Uh, I kind of did a little bit of email marketing. Um, then the following year. Uh, there was a guy that was that came out with a product and I bought his uh, training course um, on how to do YouTube, how to basically do YouTube videos without um, even trying, not, you know, without even making a video, basically just taking other people's videos, chopping it up, making edits and then calling your own and putting it out there. I did that for about six months. That really never went anywhere. And um, it did help me to understand how to make a YouTube channel and, you know, how to make videos and all that stuff, but it really never made a ton of money. I made a little bit on that um, via um, Google AdSense. And then I decided, you know what? I got to get back into email marketing. I did that. And then last year, um, what ended up happening was I was doing email marketing. I was, and then I, I started talking to this one guy online who actually reached out to me on Facebook and said, hey, I've got this thing you might be interested in if you're an email marketer, how to build a list, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, let me check it out. So I checked it out. Um, it turned out to be kind of legit. Um, 
they they were kind of a list building thing but then it kind of like pivoted i guess you would say and now they just make software products for facebook uh, engagement and stuff like that and so that's where i was last year started out email marketing um kind of let it go to the wayside and then i kind of got back into it at the end of the year when there was no way i could like work a regular job and still continue to do that so that's where i'm at right now up in uh, in the email marketing and starting from the coding and then after Shopify and then after uh, different e-commerce and drop shipping and ending up to the email marketing and then uh, um, uh, do you want to do something else or only email marketing now and why? Yeah, I, I because email marketing makes money. <laughs> it, it, it's something you can do. What, what I like about email marketing is that that's your, if you focus on it and don't get distracted, that's why I set up the private Facebook group is because I know a lot of people are like me. They want to make money online. They want to make some sort of side income with COVID and all this. You know, you don't know where your job is these days and you just want to be able to have something that's making money without having to do a ton of work. So email marketing is it, it literally once you get it set up and going, you can literally spend an hour a day just setting up a few email campaigns and then boom, you can be, you're free to do whatever you want. Now, of course, this comes with saying that, you know, I've been building this up um, since the beginning of the year. It is now April and the income continues to go up with email marketing because now I've got a routine. Um, and I did it specifically, like I was saying, because I just couldn't also do coding, you know, for, eight, nine, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, sometimes, you know, coding Python and JavaScript building sites. And then, you know, I just couldn't, I was burnt out. There's no way I could sit there and talk to people on messenger all night, try to sell them a product. And so the easiest thing for me to do is I wanted to keep the online thing going. And that's why I say for anybody that has a regular nine to five job, um, you're in India, right? Is that correct? You're, you're from India. That's near yeah. to the India, but I'm from Nepal. Nepal. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I encourage all your listeners that if they want to leave their regular day job, don't leave it. That's the stupidest thing you can do. Stick with your day job. Start with email marketing because I think it's the best way to go. Because once you get your email marketing going, like I said, you literally spend an hour in the morning or an hour in the evening get all your emails done for the day and then boom, you know, you don't have anything, you don't have to do anything else on the computer. So, I mean, right now, like before this call, I was setting up emails for Saturday or tomorrow, basically I was, you know, setting up, I, I try to stay within a day or so. I don't want to go out too far in advance unless I'm going on a vacation or something, because what will happen is a new product will come out that you want to promote. And then your emails are already set up for another product. And, you know, there's a lot to it. It's not quite as, it's simple once you get the, the groove of it and the hang of it and you get a system built. But, you know, when you're first starting out, um, it's not, it's kind of daunting at first, I guess you would say. But once you do it for a while and you get a system up and running and, you know, again, that's why I get the private email Facebook group so I can help other people to get going on. So. And how many email um, till now you have collected? And how do you, uh, well, how do you uh, collect those emails? 
Oh, yeah, well, the emails are collected uh, via a couple of means. I have a thing I call T1 Club, which is where I'm collecting emails and running Google ads constantly. And basically it's a, uh, it's an opt-in form that says, do you want to learn how to make money online? It's probably the ugliest opt-in form. Anybody, I, I think it's the ugliest opt-in form. And here's a little quick tip for your audience is if something works, don't change it. Cause I've, I've looked at that opt-in page. I'm like, man, this is an ugly, ugly opt-in page, but people are still opting in on it because there are so many people out there in the world, you know, with COVID and everything, they just want to learn how to do this. So they'll put their email address in there. And then of course it comes to my email list and I start emailing. Um, pretty much that's it. You do that. And then I also uh, sell traffic too. I sell uh, clicks as well as leads. Now, a lot of people, and I put out a video earlier today on my YouTube channel, I do these uh, short videos. Um, I think you've probably heard of them. They're called hashtag shorts. They're kind of like trying to, uh, jump on the TikTok thing where all the videos are like shorter than one minute. And YouTube has that feature where you just hashtag shorts and you keep the video below one minute and then YouTube's algorithm promotes it for, for you. But anyways, I put out a video this morning because overnight, um, people always make fun of the, of the leads. I saw that, oh, you know, you shouldn't buy leads. Well, these leads also come in off an opt-in page. And I know the guy that, the guy that, uh, that I resell uh, traffic from has been doing this for like 15 years. He knows what he's doing. And um, the leads uh, generated over six sales overnight. Um, and again, this is all via email. I, I didn't do, you know, I didn't like knock on somebody's door or talk to somebody. You know, I just sent them an email and they saw a product and they wanted it and they got it, so. What kind of the product, as you uh, said that uh, you run the ads on the Google, and what kind of the product that you sell after getting the emails of the people? Uh, I, I sell, what I do, my niche is uh, what a lot of people's niche is. It's called the MMO or make money online or business opportunity niche. So basically the products I sell are strictly for people that are hungry to learn how to make money online. And there's several ways to make money online. You know, don't think an email is the only way to do it, but there's, you know, several, several ways to make money online. Um, and so I sell products that are targeted for that niche that, that shows them it's either a software such as um, the, one of the softwares I'm talking about in my uh, private Facebook group is, a, um, is an autoresponder uh, software that also has funnels built in. So you not only have you know, pre-built funnels for you, funnels being where you would collect somebody's email and then, you know, pitch them a product. So a basic funnel would be like an opt-in page, which goes to a thank you page. And then usually on that thank you page, you'll have a link or a button that says, hey, if you want to learn more about this, click this link. And that usually goes to a product, which you're an affiliate for. And then if the person buys it, you get paid a commission off of it. Um, and that's pretty much, that's generally how most uh, funnels are. But um, this product that, um, I'm kind of promoting a little bit in my private Facebook group. There's two of them. Um, they're um, cloud-based autoresponders. So an autoresponder is the email system such as like GetResponse, Aweber, SendLane. You probably heard of them, you know, different ones out there. And um, those things cost money. They cost a lot of money per month. And the more subscribers you get, the more they charge you. Well, these uh, software uh, cloud-based packages, um, usually they're a one-time price and they're pretty low to get in. And then they're up in the cloud and you're you know, sending emails from a cloud-based uh, autoresponder. 
So um, that's one of the packages I promote. And that's more like a package to help you get started as an email marketer. But then some of the other packages I promote is there's several like loopholes um, out there that you can exploit if you know what they are. Um, the latest one is a loophole on, um, I think you asked for the link, is a loophole on uh, WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp is one of the biggest uh, uh, communication uh, platforms out there, kind of like, uh, I guess it's like, uh, I guess it's like Instagram and uh, not Instagram rather, but it's uh, like a messenger type of app. And it's very, very popular. I know it's very, very popular like in Europe and I think, you know, where you live and India and, and overseas places. It's not as big here in the United States, um, but it is very popular in overseas places. So, but this guy who's a big time marketer figured out a way to make money with it via some sort of loophole. So every product has a loophole somewhere. And if you could be the first one or you can create a product to show other people how to take advantage of the loophole, then you've got a product that you can sell. So that's basically it. So those are the type of products I sell. Can you explain more about the loopholes on the email marketing that you have recently talked about? Um, loopholes as far as the products, because I mean, email marketing, there's really no loopholes. You basically, you send an email with a link in it, um, you know, and a person clicks a link, um, you get paid a commission if they buy from you. Um, that's it, it. As simple as it gets, that in a nutshell is email marketing. You send an email to a list that you've built, either through solo ads or leads or a capture page that you've offered, like a free ebook or something like that. And they come to your capture page. Um, that's it. That's email marketing in a nutshell. Now, the, the loophole stuff that I was just discussing is a product like Instagram, for example. One of the things on Instagram that I know is kind of it's kind of an attraction, but at the same time, if you can get an influencer or somebody to promote your Instagram page, you can make money by posting a link in your bio. So you get to post one link on Instagram. I always found that as being a disadvantage. And then out came Linktree, where you can post a Linktree link and you get several links. But to be quite honest with you, in fact, not quite honest, totally honest, if you give the customer too many choices, usually you don't sell. I, I found that out the hard way many times. I still make that mistake a lot of times is if you give them five possibilities, they'll choose none because the person will come look at the page or, or look at the uh, email and go, oh, well, he's got five links on this page and they'll start clicking and each one of those links go to a different product, you'll probably sell none of them. Whereas if you have one or two links on an email, and the link goes to the same product, then you probably have a good chance of selling that product. Yeah. And uh, do you think the email marketing still be on hype in later of the years? Oh yeah, I mean, that was a question that everybody else tries to say is um, email marketing is gonna die and it never has, it won't ever die because the problem with a lot of these social platform products um, and, and I'll say it, um, and, you, and you know, a lot of you won't believe it, but I highly believe that uh, Facebook is coming towards the end of its uh, usefulness. Um, I was, it, I, I'm an older person, so I remember one of the very, very first social net, networks out there. It was called Friendster, 
Friendster took off and then came MySpace, you know, to, to get a little more modern. MySpace came along after Friendster and there was like HiFi and there was other social platforms. And then Facebook came along. Facebook was nothing and they grew and it grew very fast. Um, but I think with a lot of what they're doing now, as far as censorship, um, like earlier today, I was reading an article that you can no longer post um, from that English newspaper, Daily Mail, which is a legit newspaper. You can no longer post links on Facebook from there. So I think with the censorship thing, as well as other countries starting to ban Facebook from even being allowed on their internet or their part of the internet, it's going to really cramp their style. Now, it's a billion dollar company. I get that. Um, but I can see the days where Facebook starts to go into the background um, and something else will take over. And that's the problem with social products. Um, you will find out that social products will eventually disappear after a while. And email has always been there. And that's one thing that um, you can guarantee that if you talk to maybe your parents or somebody or an older person, uh, the one thing they always check every day is their email. They're not guaranteed to check Facebook every day. They may never get on Instagram. They never may never be on WhatsApp. Um, but the one thing that's guaranteed is they will check their email. Now, I just put out a training video this morning. I just did a training video about an hour ago for my private Facebook, Facebook group. And uh, one of the things I did mention in that uh, video I did, the training video, is that um, email, somebody may not check it every day but their inbox will get filled and they'll eventually start going through their email. So you have a better chance at, at trying to convert somebody into a sale via an email than versus like try to connect to them on messenger. Like right now, as we talk, uh, there was a lady that tried to connect to me on messenger. I have no idea who she is, but kind of looked at her profile real quick. Um, and, and that's the kind of stuff you get in messenger. You get a lot of spam. People ignore it. Um, and I, I know a lot of people are big proponents of Messenger um, because, they, you know, you can easily reach like, was it 2.7 billion people on Facebook? But a lot of those people you don't even want to talk to. And I, I know you probably have run into those people, people that you don't even want to talk to ever. And they'll, you know, just reach out to you. But with email, um, email has been around since like the late, I would say email as far as like internet, like public email like for uh just civilians has been around since like the late 90s um i don't see it going away anytime soon yeah and who do you think the uh let's say the guru of the email marketing that you admire most um well of course it, it would have to be michael cheney he made over uh he made like 20 million dollars in the last you know, 20 something years, he made, he made millions via just doing email. That That's all he did for a long, long time. And he's dabbled in other things like Facebook pages and groups and stuff like that. But his main forte was uh, email marketing. Uh, ben Martin's another one. It's a student of Michael Cheney. Ben Martin did a fantastic um, job making money with email. Him and his wife, who used to live down in the Caribbean, uh, they moved to somewhere, I believe it's in Ohio. He's never given out his location, which I wouldn't either. Um, but he, he lives somewhere in the Midwest and they bought a huge house. He's got like, looks like 10 acres of land. Um, him and his wife both do uh, online uh, stuff. I think she mainly does like eBay and uh, stores and stuff. And he does, 
email marketing. And then the thing is, is once you get that type of wealth and income, then you can start doing other things. And he, uh, lately he's been doing a lot of crypto stuff. He's been uh, investing a lot of money in crypto. But uh, yeah, the people that I really admire are probably, you know, Michael Cheney, uh, Ben Martin, uh, another guy that hasn't done much lately. Um, he's been just kind of like laying low. I think he's gotten in as far as like uh, he's gotten really involved in his church as a deacon is uh, Rob Reese. That's another big uh, email marketer at one point in time. Then, of course, you know, there's several out there, but these are people I admire the most. As you said, you are from the St. Lauer's. Can you uh, give the, I mean, uh, inside how it's look and how the people are there in your country and how they feel about the digital marketing and the email marketing and the uh, uh, Yeah, I'm from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I've lived here, well, I've lived here on and off since 1996. Um, <laughs> I've moved away for uh, different job opportunities. I, I've lived. I lived in New York City for a while, um, like in 2010 and uh, 2013. I lived in the Bay Area, which is just a beautiful area, but very, very, very expensive. In fact, New York and um, San Francisco Bay Area are just super expensive. So if you talk to anybody in your country or anybody's planning to come over to the United States, or if they, you know, get a, a visa uh, sponsorship or whatever. Um, for a startup company, um, just be prepared um, to ask for as much money as the company will give you. Because living in the Bay Area, just from personal experience alone, if you want to live comfortably, you need to make at least $120,000 a year. And I'm not lying, you need to make that much money, not because uh, you just want to make a lot of money, it's because that's what you're going to need to afford to live in an apartment. Um, Back in 2013, a buddy of mine had a, had a one-bedroom apartment in the city of San Francisco proper. He lived right by the ballpark, the uh, San Francisco Giants baseball team. I mean, he was like a block away from there. That apartment, which was super tiny, it was even tinier than my studio apartment. I had a studio apartment in Burlingame, which is where the airport is for San Francisco. It's, it's, a, it's a suburb city. And I had an apartment in Burlingame, and it cost me like $1,500 a month, and it was a uh, studio. Didn't even have a bedroom. It was a studio apartment above a garage. Now, my buddy had a, a proper apartment, a one-bedroom, and his apartment was like $3,500 a month. So what I'm saying, any of uh, the folks over in your country, if they're coming to the United States, they get a job, you know, over in uh, the Bay Area, be prepared to ask for as much money and there's a good reason for it. Otherwise, you won't be able to live comfortably and you'll be very stressed out. New York City's the same way. It's a very expensive city to live. Um, in 2010, I was uh, renting another studio apartment. Now, the cool thing about that was I was in a studio apartment and I can at least say this much, I live next to the Empire State Building. So um, that was really cool. I lived next to the Empire State Building. It was a high rise apartment. Um, but I was uh, subletting from this uh, girl who was in school. She had uh, gone back home or something. I don't know what her situation was or moved out. So she sublet her uh, studio and that cost me almost $2,000 a month. And this was in 2010. So the big cities are not cheap. I would just say that. So let's get back to St. Louis. I'm sorry, I, I get off of topic here, but uh, St. Louis is a Midwestern city. It's considered like flyover country, they call it. 
A lot of people fly over from East Coast to West Coast, but it is it has a very big uh, startup uh, culture here still. Um, the uh, founder of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, is from St. Louis. In fact, I know his brother personally, Drew. Drew Dorsey lives here still. Um, so, you know, Twitter uh, was founded here as well as, uh, uh, what is that called? Not Stripe. Uh, gosh, I can't think of the other thing he did. The Square, the Square Company. <laughs> Square, I guess. Um, he founded that here. And so it has a pretty good startup environment there's a, a area in st louis called the cortex that has a lot of new young startups that are coming up that i was working over in the cortex when i had the uh, day day job for a little bit so um there's a lot of startups here it's got a really good environment the thing that um i'll let your listeners know is if they do get hired to like a startup in either st louis or austin texas which is south of here um the cost of living is a lot cheaper here than it is on either coast um, in fact, St. Louis has one of the lowest cost of living in the entire country. Um, so that's why I'm still here. <laughs> it's very, very cheap to live here. And you said that uh, New York and San Francisco is, uh, I mean, so expensive. Can you, I mean, uh, tell how, um, how much these, uh, like, income that the people earn maximum and minimum uh, in those area like New York and San Francisco. Well, in, in San Francisco and in New York, I was making like around eighty or ninety thousand dollars a year, and that was still bare minimum. Uh, today, you would have to make at least a hundred. I think I read somewhere like one hundred and fifteen, one hundred twenty, just to get by in either of those cities. Um, that's per year, so that's you know. You have to make a pretty good amount of money to live in either of those cities comfortably. And what's the high paying job on in that those country? What's that? I'm sorry. What what's was the question? The, what's the high paying job in that uh, country? The uh, high paying jobs, um, usually, uh, you know, programming, anything with uh, uh, information technology, um, data science. That's a big one. Right now, the, uh, the company I was working at for a little bit, um, they are looking for data scientists right now. They're going to start hiring data scientists. Um, so data is a, is a big thing. So if you wanted me to give any advice as far as, you know, anybody in college, what you should uh, try to go for, I would go for a data science degree. Data science is where uh, I think is going to be, at least for the next 20, 30 years, is going to be a big um, job market for that. What do you think about the blockchain and cryptocurrency? I didn't on hear you. Top what? Of that, what do you think about the uh, career on the blockchain and the uh, cryptocurrency on the top of the data science? Uh, yeah, well, 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 definitely if you get into data science, then you'll be um, getting into like a lot of the blockchain stuff, which is what cryptocurrency is based on. Um, I, I think, you know, anybody you know, like maybe anybody that's in high school or, you know, deciding to go to college or go back to school, um, you know, anything with math, data, uh, anything with programming like Python or R, which is another uh, data programming language, you learn those um, and, and you start uh, 
you know, maybe putting out blog posts as far as like, you know, speaking of blogs, you could even put out a blog post and say, hey, I know how to do this, you know, let me show you how, like do like a tutorial type of posts would be a really great way to, you know, catch the eye of like a hiring company. the cryptocurrency and those of the technical thing i mean computer science and information technology is both of the opposite uh, term uh, that i know i mean uh, cryptocurrency is a decentralized uh, and in computer science and information technology like companies are the centralized yeah uh, so that's what um i okay Next move, I will move to the next question. And what suggestion would you like to give to the young person if he or she wants to explore the marketing field and what books are the something that you want to recommend? Well, I definitely would recommend, um, number one thing is whatever you do is you want to focus on it uh, fully, um, whether it's, you know, email marketing or, you know, like you were saying, I you know, I know that, you know, the, uh, decentralized uh, with crypto, but if you want to focus on that and you want to get better at coding, you know, Python or R or whatever, to make yourself look more attractive to a company, you definitely need focus um, as far as, uh, what was the exact question again? I'm sorry. What would you like to give the um, give the suggestion to the young person if he or she wants to explore the marketing marketing field, and what books are the something that you want to recommend? Oh, yeah. Books, 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 books. I would highly recommend um, getting a, any of Russell Brunson, who is the uh, founder of ClickFunnels. Uh, I think. There's several, it's called like expert secrets, um, traffic secrets, and there's one more, but he has a trilogy of books. Usually you can get them for like shipping and handling. He'll send them to you um, because he's trying to get you to buy something or sign up for ClickFunnels. Um, any of those books, um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill is a good one. Uh, you know, any, of the, any coding book. Um, I, I just recently got a Python coding book. Um, Dan Laurie, I believe is his name. So that, that's another one. Depends on which way you're going. As far as like email marketing, um, another one to try to get is if you're going to do like serious, you just want to seriously learn about copywriting, uh, Ben Settle. Uh, he has several books out there. Um, you can get them all on Amazon. Uh, I think one of them is called Villains. If you look up Ben, B-E-N, uh, his last name is Settle, S-E-T-T-L-E. And look up look up his books on Amazon. That's great books on copywriting if that's the way you want to go. And, uh, this is the one of the last question. Uh, mm -hmm. This is the last question, and uh, is the kind of the hypothetical question. If you are gonna leave this art, and if your audience doesn't have any access to your content you have created or created on your digital platform, uh, you have the only option to share the three things from your experience and yeah, what those three things would be? Uh, okay, um, yeah, I remember the question from the thing. For some reason it got muted there. I think I had an incoming call and it muted you. Um, could you just ask it real quick again? Just so I understand it. 
the one of the hypothesis hypothetical question and this question goes like this if you are going to leave this art and your audience uh, doesn't have access to your content that you have created in the digital platform like uh, you send the emails or anything that you have created on the digital platform for them and you have only the option to share the three things from your experience uh, what that would be okay yeah okay i got it um number one is focus number two is never quit or give up so once you pick something to do whether it's email marketing or you decided you wanted to learn how to do Facebook ads, just focus on that and just never give up. Continue to do it no matter how bad it looks. You just continue to do it. Um, I would say you, you don't give up on something for at least 90 days, okay? And then lastly, um, if you still haven't found any success um, as far as email marketing or Facebook ads or anything, and after 90 days you haven't found any success, but you believe it's going to work and you want to continue on, then I highly suggest you find a coach, somebody more experienced that's um, you know done it. And, and there's so many coaches out there, so you have to vet those on your own. But find somebody that is sincere, that is willing to coach you, um, and take what you already know and help you to um, get better at it. There's a saying that goes, "You'll get further if you're standing on the shoulder of giants than if you try to sometime you know do it yourself." So that's it. Those are three tips: focus, never give up, and uh, you know, find yourself a coach. I have that great insight about like giving, um, try for the 90 days. And uh, if this work, yeah. then go on. And if that doesn't work, then move on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, after 90 days, if you're not making any money doing it or you're not having any success, it's not, it's, you know, I hate to say money, but that's kind of a measure of success. If, it, if you're not being successful at it, like you can even apply this to losing weight. Good example. If after 90 days of following a routine and regimen and you're not losing weight, then you need to do one of two things. You need to stop that and figure out a different way of doing it, or you're going to need to find yourself a coach, like a trainer. So, I mean, losing weight is a perfect example. You know, in 90 days, you should see some definite changes.